0: you're listening to free your inner guru a podcast for big-hearted leaders making a meaningful impact in the world we dive deep into conversations about conscious leadership choosing a life of personal growth spirituality and the self-help industry so you can connect to your inner wisdom and become the leader you want to see in the world to engage with the free your inner guru community online you can find me your host laura tucker and the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can also become a supporting member and keep the podcast going ad free by joining our private online Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash free your inner guru. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. Just a few quick thoughts before we dive into this conversation with James Victoria. We recorded on March 26th as North America was heading into social and physical distancing and people are now sheltering at home. It's one of the first conversations I had with anyone outside of immediate friends and family and it was wonderful to connect with somebody as boisterous, creative and high energy as James just a heads up, I think there's a few curse words, nothing inappropriate given the circumstances. But if you're in close quarters with your kids or other non swearing company, you might want to grab some headphones. Now, on with this week's conversation. Enjoy. Today's guest on Free Your Inner Guru is James Victory. James is an artist, a graphic designer, he's a teacher, he's a leader. I want to share how I connected with James because I think it's pertinent to the bigger conversation that we can have today. Um, I found his book, Feck Perfection, in a bookstore last um, summer, and I loved it because it was tactile, it was pretty, it grabbed my attention. I, I, James, I didn't know who, I didn't know you at all, any of your work. And I picked it up, flipped through the graphics, and, I, and I, I bought it. So then I was I live in Toronto, and I go to yoga down the street, and I put it in my bag to, to ride. I think I was riding that day. Mm-hmm. And after class, I was like, I'm going to give myself the gift of just sitting and reading. And I sat down on a park bench, just not in a like, pretty park, not in a peaceful park this park bench is actually just about 10 or 12 feet off a very busy road um, called Mm -hmm. the Danforth here. And I started flipping through it and I read it cover to cover in one go, (laughs) even though it's highly segmented. I couldn't move. I had a tea, a scone and a book on a summer afternoon. So at that point I was like, Oh, this, this is so, this work is really important. We had a nice date. We, yeah, we do. And, uh, and then I messaged you and it kind of lost the trail of having you on. And then last week, um, which would have been the second week of March or third week of March, you sent out an email to your database saying, um, something about why your newsletter sucks right now. And I read it and I felt like compelled to respond to what you wrote and mm-hmm. what it was about and why you felt your newsletter was sucking and said, oh, by the way, I sent you a message on Instagram last summer to invite you on my podcast. The mm-hmm. offer still stands. And a week later, here we are. So I think that's very cool. And the timing is very interesting with regards to human beings, creativity yeah. and what the, I, are you, do you swear?
1: <laughs> you read my book,
0: yeah. I fear <laughs> so. Like what? Literally, what the fuck? Yeah, is and I'm not. I don't usually curse liberally in my podcast, but I feel like um, if there's ever a time to use to use whatever language works, yeah, it's right now. Yeah. How are you doing? How is it impacting you? And uh, how are you responding?
1: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the, 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 uh, COVID, um, I call it the, the, the Purell days. Um, the, the COVID thing is interesting. Um, you know, one it's that in that, um, um, it's this highly contagious respiratory disease that sounds really bad and is spreading very quickly. Um, you know, we hear, you know, we hear in, you know, in, you know, we, we hear, uh, 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 Laura, my wife, and uh, and myself just believe that basically everybody's going to get sick, some worse than others, and then we're going to get well, and then we're going to get back to life. But the quarantine and the um, 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 personal space thing, the six foot rule, the social distancing, um, that that the, the, especially the quarantine has added uh, something else to it, which is really interesting, and I think. What we try to do is try to see the good in everything and see what's come out of this and not, not bitch and moan and be lonely um, and waste our time on Netflix, but to use this time and to use our creativity and reach out to people and you know, understand that, that, that everything has a purpose and understand that this is not such a bad thing. And it's basically the whole world is, 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 has been given some time for introspection some time for reflection some time to look at their daily routine and and be curious about it and um, look at their lives and see how much of it is is bullshit hustle and how much of it is beautiful and um, and hopefully when things return to normal uh, we don't all return to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 accept some of this, some of the changes that are that are happening in our lives. And you know, uh, to establish a new habit takes, you know, they say it takes twenty one days, three weeks. Uh, we're going to have <laughs> three weeks at least to uh, you know to instill some new habits. Um, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully, we'll. I mean, you know, hopefully, I mean, not even hopefully, we will all come out better for it.
0: I was having a conversation earlier today on zoom with a group of people that I, I meet with they um They are creators. And I happened to mention, Hey, I got to go. I need to make sure I have some time to dig back into this book. And I held it up and one of them started to go, Oh my. And, and so my friend Kelly, who's a designer, she says, you have mm-hmm. to tell him your friend, Kelly absolutely loves him and his work. And we were just talking about, um, the impact of the creative, the potential impact for creative expression or creative self, expression in this time. Mm-hmm. Do you find even in, in your, at your, where you are at in your leadership, are you, are you producing more content? Have you shifted what you're talking about? Have you, or is it, is it for lack of a better word, business as usual or creation as usual has, has it,
1: Um, it's certainly not business as usual. And that's one of the, that's one of the effects of, of the, um, of the quarantine is, you know, a lot of my businesses, I, you know, especially the way it was lined up in, you know, it was the way it was set a long time ago was, you know, um, April and May was either people traveling here to be with me, was business or me traveling um, um, into to Dallas and the UK and different places uh, in California, um, and now April and May income is dead. So, um, uh, so it's certainly not business as usual. Um, and I, but I've realized that that what I need to do f- during this time is you know you mentioned the word leadership. I don't know how comfortable I am with that, but yes, to establish and, and maintain a level of um, uh, my voice. Uh, in the world and in my work um and a level of um um calm and truth and uh basically these ideas we were talking about before about about um accepting this these these changes and um still finding you know um love and time for ourselves and reflection in this you know i've been going uh, i've been trying to go on you know my schedule is kind of crazy with everything going on we have two small kids here and um, <clears throat> trying you know still trying to balance life and work and um but i've been going on instagram live uh, or trying to every day and just be trying to be a sounding board for people and just trying to ask you know answer questions and just asking how everybody is and you know i'm i'm, I'm curious i want to know so um so you know so that's how it all it's all affected my life and my work and basically most of what i'm doing right now is planning for uh, planning for you know when when the weather clears
0: so in the responses and this might be a really nice point to to move away so, uh, from the covid um challenge but fear has really been stirred up mm-hmm. and as i was thumbing and reading and and i actually i went and listened to a couple of your recent instagram lives uh, and and fear is is something that you're addressing here can we, can we dive in there and and let's leave COVID out of it for, for the time being, and maybe for the rest of the conversation, who knows, mm-hmm. but how you address fear and your work and, and your message around work, fear and, and work and creation is really potent. Um, can you either take us back to how you came to understand that in a really tangible way or what you see in others in a, in a way that, is relatable to someone who, who maybe never li- heard either one of us before. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of new people listening to podcasts for two months,
1: <laughs> right? Um, you know, the, the fear thing is interesting. Um, you can't, you can't operate out of fear. You can't, you can't, you can't do anything out of fear. You can't drive a car <laughs> out of fear. Um, um, and especially with something like, like this, where a situation where, I mean, there's so many levels to talk about this. Like, like the thing that, that we talk about here is that, you know, since we were talking about COVID, if you um, accept that into your body, the, the fear, um, um, you know, the, those thoughts, what happens is, you know, you, 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 you go out into, into the world and you do nothing but invite more. Um, and what happens is you open up your body to, uh, you know, to, 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 to a weakened state. So it's going to be much more susceptible to, to getting sick. So it's kind of like this, you know, we create uh, our own reality. Um, but, you know, what I talk about in the book, I mean, fear is the second chapter, I think, in Fact Perfunction. And it's, there's, a, I think, 10 or 11 different articles um, all addressing um, the role of fear. In our lives and the role of fear in our creativity and the first you know the first uh um th- one of the first ideas in there is that um is that w- once we know that we have a voice once we know that we have something to say and we um um the first thing that happens is that fear comes in because we realize we have to say it. We have to get it out into the world, and we we fear that someone may not like it. And my proposal is: you are correct. Somebody will not like it, but you cannot let that stop you. You have to move forward anyway because we're not made to uh, um, appeal to everybody. That's the problem with that's the problem with television. That's the problem with you know with advertising and marketing these days. Is they try to appeal to everybody. Therefore, they are super successful at making oatmeal. And making very staid very boring products you know um, um, you know fear is a fear is a is is a funny thing and um, I have a lot I have a a number of uh, people who I go through uh, who I speak to every week through it through my uh, my coaching practice um, we call it the breakthrough sessions and it's a huge idea that comes up all the time, this fear. And what I, what I, the way I explain it to them is like, is this. So, so for example, I have a guy who, um, who suffers from anxiety and uh, his name is, uh, Justin, I think. Uh, so I say, Justin, so tell me, you know, you have a therapist, right? He says, yeah. I said, I said, you know, um, how many times a day do you tell yourself that you suffer from anxiety or how many times a day, you know, do you feel anxious? And he says, Oh, a lot. I say, so, you know, uh, so you're practicing it. He's like, what is it? You're practicing. What? It. Yeah. You're practicing fear. You're practicing worry. You're practicing being anxious. Um, you know, and what we should be doing is we should be replacing that you know, establishing a new habit where well, we replace that because that's what most of us do. What most of us do is we base our our actions and our words and our thoughts on the past, on on on, uh, or a shitty prognosis prognosis of the future. Like it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, instead of so we so we're practicing fear. Instead of practicing love. Instead of practicing a beautiful future. Instead of doing all the work, you know, the daily work, the hourly work of practicing love. With Justin, I had him get a, a small notebook and carry it around and write down the instances when he was feeling anxious. And we went through that the next week. And, you know, what he found out was that, that the, 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 it was a relatively repetitive pattern of thoughts, which allowed him to focus on those thoughts. You know and start addressing them and start replacing them with beautiful thoughts. you know, because because you know, we basically we basically create a habit of fear.
0: It's interesting that you um, that you bring that up because in one of the recent episodes on here. I had a, um, an expert in uh, in depression and mindfulness come on mm. and you're reminding me because you're, you're looking at, you're, you're presenting it as it's a, a practice of thought, what you're doing and, and it's unconscious. So bring it conscious. And you're reminding me of what he was talking about in terms of, um, you know, the rumination as a driver of depression and anxiety and, yeah. you know, versus say, pondering with, he, he laid out a whole bunch of levels of, of, you know, where, where is being thoughtful and creative all the way through to rumination and very grooved thinking.
1: Yes. When you're sitting in your pity potty. Yeah. And what, and what you do, what you do when you, when you take it from that unconscious habit into, into consciousness is you, you, you're, you know, you're moving it to a new part of the brain, you move it to the conscious part of the brain. And that's the, you know, that's the, the, the driver. And then, and then, you know, if you're going to talk to, um, um, Laura Victoria, um, uh, uh, my, my partner, um, you know, she would say then, then the next level is that you move it into your body. Yes. You know, so Agreed. it's not good because we live so much of our, of our time up in our, stuck up in our head and we don't, we're not embodying these things and we're not making them, you know, we're not training our body to, uh, uh to get rid of these as well. So, you it's just totally fascinating. Um, and you know, the, 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 the the fear in creativity. I mean, I can, you know, when I was teaching at the school of visual arts, I taught there for 20 years, you know, people put work up on the wall and I could, you know, I could see the fear. I could see the, the hesitance, the reticence to put a mark on a page, or if they put something, if they put some truth on the page, what they did then was they basically decorated all around it to kind of, to kind of cover it up because they were afraid to, for that to be the focal point or, you know, or to see in their conversation how they, um, um, we're able to, able to, able to think about it, but not able to put it on paper. And I'm like, why would, you know, why do you stop yourself? And, you know, and that's fear. Fear is just, fear is just stopping ourselves. It's stop, stopping ourselves from, you know, especially in a school situation, stopping ourselves from saying something smart or stopping ourselves from saying something stupid. It's crazy.
0: When we do that, when we get into, to, we're, we're separating from the herd at that point or the crowd, we're standing out.
1: Oh, that's dangerous. Right? That's scary. <laughs> yeah. But like I say in the book, if you, you, know, if you, if you don't, if, if you don't, you know, if you're always following the, 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 the herd, you know, your view never changes. You know, you're just looking at somebody else's asshole all the time. <laughs> you don't see the sky. You don't see the horizon. And, and you don't follow your own path.
0: Do you see this as is, is this ability to stand out, to have a voice? Is it innate in all of us? Is it something for special outlier people? Is it something for the weirdos? Like what?
1: Um, you know, Laurie you use that word weirdo. And I think um, people use that word too lightly. The, uh, the weirdo is, is a power source. You know, um, we were in 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 fact perfection, I wrote that I think the first line of the book says that we were all born wildly creative. And since writing that book, I've gotten smarter and I understand that that what makes us creative is that we're all born, first of all, we're all born with all the knowledge we need and all the answers. But second of all, we're born weird. We're born as um we're born as free thinkers. We're born full of play. We're born full of, 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 of love and potential and light and energy. And what happens is what happens is parents and what happens is school and what happens is, is assimilation. Um, um, but we have to understand that, you know, that, that our natural default at birth is weird and creative and, you know fear fear's role is just to 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 um, you know put a sphincter on that and not let it flow um, because I know and you probably know that you know being born, creative or being or or even being referred to as weird most of your life, um, that's really hard to do. And for me, I could, you know, I could, I could write a book at all the times that I was asked, you know, basically, basically all the times I should have really just stopped and said, okay, this is enough. I'm just gonna go work in a bank because this is just too damn hard. It's just too damn hard. But now my now my job and my role, well my job is to, is to, is to get paid to be James victory and my role is to is to teach or coach other people to 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 want that for themselves because that's the place to be that's when you're when you're using your weirdness as your superpower and understanding that if you follow that light it will bring you everything that you want and need and and to go backwards in our conversation since my business has been shut down and i'm and i'm and i'm free to i'm free to make a prognosis you know to invent the, the next couple of months that's all i'm doing is taking that weirdness and that creativity and trying to trying to figure out how to how to how to open the fire hose even further
0: so what i'm hearing you say is use it what i'm wanting to say is direct that energy
1: yes yes because that's exactly what it is it's just you know it's just energy it's negative energy but it's energy and energy nonetheless everything is energy and yes if you can direct it and especially what people are doing now is like you know i found out on the instagram live thing talking to people and they're like i'm like no man put that in your work put that in your work don't just let it don't sit in that don't let it pollute your body. Don't let it. Don't let it start bringing out the bad chemicals and just start like you know um, um, darkening um, you know the, the the clouds around you. Put that in your work. Find some channel for it. Redirect it. Turn it into a creative energy. Yes, totally.
0: And it's all, it's always there for. And, and there's so many people that I see right now who um, are now like their fear, say, of being on video. Online has completely diminished. Yeah, because there's a bigger fear. Yeah, and it's it's dropped them us into survival mode, mm-hmm. and the driver is their their comfort zone has suddenly either expanded or the barrier on it has evaporated, mm-hmm. and there. I had a call with a bunch of people last week um, on on these community and connection Um, this is part of my response was to to open up zoom and collect a broader community because Mm -hmm. what are my gifts that I can bring to to right now to serve people while I can't really go out yeah suddenly certainly I can create and we are I am but what I'm seeing is collectively they're in a sense they're scared shitless but they're also braver and i think that's really interesting to see the acceleration and that it's pretty much everyone is affected in some way yeah varying yeah. degrees it's all of us at once instead of people going through their fears you know asynchronously
1: mhm yeah
0: and and breaking through them in their own due time
1: yeah yeah, I think that I think what's happening um, uh, online um, it has been fascinating uh, and the, the amount of people and not just not just high end creatives and high end musicians and, you know, but um, everybody sharing. And I'm, I'm telling everybody to share. I'm telling I'm saying, listen, you know, you know, somebody said, well, I don't have an audience. I'm like, you're on Instagram. If you got 20 people, that's a fucking audience. That's a start. Why do you poo poo what you have? You know, this gift that you have. Um, you know, and again, that's fear doing that is saying, well, who's going to listen to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't know, you haven't tried.
0: How does that fit into, I guess, fear, fear and resistance, it, it, it's one in the same in, in your mind or. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm not a, I'm not a researcher or, or a sci, you know, neuroscientist, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're one in the same, uh, resistance is a, is a, is a, is a nicer word for it. Um, um, you know, it actually opens it up to a number of, you know, all the different levels of sight, you know, of, uh, of fear that we have. It's not just, you don't just have fear. You have fear of, you know, fear of, um, your voice, You know, fear of fear of talking out loud uh, on a camera, fear of what you look like or fear of, you you know, all these things that your ego is protecting you for, you know, because that's the ego's job is to protect us, is to keep us safe. But ultimately, all it does is keep us small or keep us poor or keep us um, keep us from sharing our gifts. Right. So, yeah, resistance, uh, fear, whatever stops you
0: tell us a little bit about your um your process when you work with people i know p- like play figures into it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: seeing your work as a gift mm-hmm. yeah the, i
1: mean the 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 way i work with people it comes out you know there's two different levels there's um there's when i work with them one on one in like a coaching situation an online coaching situation um that is um basically becoming um, really good friends. And I have a, I have a, I guess kind of a repu- reputation of having kind of, um, kind of fatherly tough love, um, where I'm able to call people on their bullshit and they go, Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, uh. They, okay. Now, you know, I had the, I had this wonderful, wonderful guy who, um, um, We've spoken a number of times and we have a number of more conversations to go. And it was, it was just fascinating. He came to me because he wanted me to fix his business. And I'm like, okay, let's talk. So we're talking and, and he's had this business for, for a number of years and he wants to keep people, but they, they all of a sudden they want to leave. And he said, there's a motivation thing. And there's a, there's a level of creativity that isn't being, you know, exp- um, that isn't being played with. And there's like, and he's got all these, he's got all this, um, um, problems with his staff, and we're having this conversation. And, and I said, "I said, um, let's just call him John." I said, "You know, John." I said, "Listen, I'm going to tell it to you. It's not about your work. It's not about your staff." I said, "You're bored," and he was just like. Oh. Pfft. Is <laughs> never about your work? Is people come to me with their creativity issues, but it's not about the creativity. It's about it's about them and their energies and what where their energy is going or not going. And he was very he was very gracious and accepted that and was like, you know what, I didn't want to see it, but I see it. I said I said then I said, okay, John, tell me about your relationship. Tell me about your wife. He, he's like, fuck. I said, okay, listen, after this phone call or tonight go home and apologize and say, listen, I have dropped the ball. I don't know how long it's been, but I'm sorry. And let's get back. Let's make this work. You know? So he's been, and and so I've been giving him tools and stuff to, so he can work on that energy and so he can get excited about what he's been doing. Cause he's been doing it for a long time. It's understandable. he has been, you know, he's been doing it for a long time and doing it the same. And he needs to, he needs to, he needs to, you know, reinvigorate some energy and maybe letting personnel go would be just the right thing for that. You know, so there's, that's the one-on-one kind of, um, attitude. And then we, and then we work in, uh, we work with people when we travel or bring, bring groups here and we do, um, you know, kind of, uh, corporate workshops and the one we have going right now that, Um, We're using is called purposeful play. And that is, yes, to get people to get people back to their weirdness, to get people back to their creativity, to remind them of why they got started in the first place, to remind them of that, that innate power and that innate voice they have. And, you know, the problem with creative people is they get into business and creativity and business don't always go well together, mm-hmm. um, because you're always kind of scrambling for money or kind of people pleasing for money. Um, and what happens is if you start that practice like that, you'll never know what you're capable of. You mm-hmm. will. You will wake up one day extremely frustrated.
0: One of the the chapters in your book that I um, that stuck out for me is what you you distinguish. I think it's like you're working for God or you're working for money. money? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's Uh, some work you do for God and some work you do for money. Basically, basically what I, what I mean by that is like, like I approach every job as a God job and that's a lowercase G it's not, it's not, you know, the man, whoever, whoever, or woman, whoever your thing is, your deity, um, um, as an opportunity to do great work, every job I approach like that. But, I possibly do not have every client that approaches it that way. Mm. So at some point, if it, if it's not a God job, it it turns into a money job and then I get it done and get paid.
0: And I remember um, I just, I just read through it again a few before we came on here and it's like, get done, get paid, move on. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about don't hang on to the glommy feeling of either what could be soul. I saw it as God being like inspired work, soul fulfilling work, yes. you know, and don't, it's not necessarily, it might be about you, but it might not be about you, but move on. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's, a, that's another level of the resistance is like when, 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 when creatives choose to uh, to um, you know, fight, And I understand that you want, you have a vision and you want to see it, you know, see it, see it clear that way. But, but, you know, you also have a client and, or you have a client and you have marketing and you have these people and these people, and, you know, they all have an opinion and we all have to kind of be open to that.
0: Mm. And when you say creative, we're not really just talking about design work here, are we? Mm
1: -mm, mm -mm, No, not at all. Not at all. No, you can, you know, you can be, you can be, um, 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 you can be a creative bus driver. You can be a creative banker. You know, uh, um, it's just about the level of play that you bring to work. Right. I mean, a bus driver, a bus driver can change your day. You know how? Smiling by saying hello, like by being upbeat. By being by being them their own weird self yeah I mean that's creativity <laughs> it's also kindness but but you know
0: there, there's an aspect to that'
1: it's a level of it's a level of um, you know so there's in, in in there's a chapter in the book and um, um, that uh, 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 work is serious play and in it we I talk about the the, the subject the objective of work and the subjective. And the objective of work is to get it done, fulfill the task, do what you're asked. But the subjective is the part that we leave out most of the time. And it's how you do that, whether you do it with, 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 um, with humor or sex appeal or a level of, of, of sadness or whatever you, whatever you personally bring to that. You know, a chef can make, um, can make a meal that's hot and tastes good. That's the objective, but the subjective is that they could further create an experience. They could further, you know, um, entertain or 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 educate or you know, um, um, completely, you know, um, confuse you even. Um, and I and I think I think I think that's what separates um, a creative soul from from um, a worker bee. <laughs>
0: When we look at, oh, there's a couple of places I want to go right now. Mm -hmm. So earlier today in this conversation I was referring to, one of the women said, I just, you know, I started listening to your podcast, but I started at episode one. And can you imagine what my reaction was? (laughs) Excellent! Wow. I'm gonna. Sh- yeah, it was like that. Was not my reaction. My my re- my reaction was my head went right down into my hands. <laughs>
1: oh no no no
0: yeah. And I thought, oh, this is great before getting on here with you, because that was that. And she said, no, I did it deliberately because yeah. I wanted to hear your progression.
1: Yeah, that's. And awesome. we were
0: talking about that, and it and it's and it's. I mean, it's about. I have a very strong um, perfection streak. Yeah. That. That that is drop. Remember, I was talking about those things that are dropping away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my life's work to drop it away because yep. I was very schooled for perfection. Yeah. Um. But as as you learn the skills and accumulate the the flow and the process, that's one thing. But I, what is happening, and this is, I think, everybody's all of our um, potential is like. If especially with the introduction of a catalyst mm-hmm. is what's next like what what is working, what isn't working, and how can I bring more of myself to the work? Yes, instead of compartmentalizing and I think when when people lose their creativity, it's still in there. It's still inside them, but it's been compartmentalized and ignored and potentially undervalued.
1: Oh, not potentially. Yes. I mean, it's self, it's a self-worth issue. Yes. It's worse than undervalued. It's, it's, you know, it's a self-worth issue. It's a lack of self-love issue. It's a lack of self-trust. It's a lack of self-compassion. Yeah, no, it's a lot.
0: It's a lot. So herein lies the opportunity, right? To, to find new ways And the opportunity was always there, is always there. And I'm not even sure it would be much of a different conversation except for, you know, talking about a a, a universal catalyst. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see come out of anyone who is having a a challenging time right now, has a sense or thinks or believes they have something to say or make, and, and how they could move forward?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, what I'm, what I've been seeing is people, um, pulling out their sewing machine again. What I've been seeing is people, um, um, going back to those, those, those crafts and those practices that they, that they, that they left behind. Um, I mean, I've, I've pulled out, you know, I've owned a guitar for 20 years and, um, you know, never really learned it. So I pulled that out. Because I just because I like getting good at stuff. Um, So I'm hoping that that is going to that is going to um, 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 that is going to be happening around the world. Like I've got actually today, somebody somebody wrote me or messaged me through Instagram and said, hey, I'm a banker. But I have a lot of downtime right now and I've realized that I, you know, I really like to draw and I really like to do these. And I looked on her Instagram and I'm like, you know, I wrote her and I'm like, these are pretty good if you want like a 10 minute call about how you're going to switch from, you know, from, 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 from banking to, because most people who come from other fields, if they, you know, they bring a different vocabulary to it, they bring another way of seeing to mm-hmm. it. You know, that's worthy. That's, that's a value. Don't just discount You know, everything that's brought you to this point has value if if you allow it, if you let it in. You know, it's like it's like it's like, you know, my uh, I think the best way that when people are describing work, I think the best the best way they start isn't once upon a time. They when they're talking about their work or they're talking about, you know, what they what they do for a living when they say when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist, you know, a genius. He says, when I was a child, he says, I went out under the night sky. He says, and the universe called me. He said, you take, you know, or you take any athlete or any chef or any musician or any, you know, when I was a kid, my father and I, backyard, until 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 it was dark and we couldn't see, throwing a ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, that kind of stuff. When I was a kid, that's really powerful. And I think what people are doing, and that's the weird Yep. It's going back to that, to that original default. Um, and I think people are going back and and, and realizing that. Um, and yes, this, this catalyst, um, you know, you need a catalyst, you know, uh, or some fear yeah. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Um, um, but I, you know, my hope is, is it, 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 is that more people realize the potential they have and in the, in what they're capable of.
0: One of the things I th- my, I think, is universally being discovered is that they, they have more time than we than <laughs> realized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world of sport is shut down.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing for so many reasons. I, like, within this household and my entire, I come from a long line of sports enthusiasts. Sports nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's like my challenge with that has always been um i i am a horrible spectator and so i i resist the pull to the couch to uh, what well, i'm interested but i have to actively resist it to come up here and create yeah and so like the vacuum of time and then what we repl- what we re- we replace it with
1: yeah 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 and you know and 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 replacing it with quality and not replacing it with, with, with uh, you know, bitching and moaning and getting sultry and getting upset and, you know, being, being, just being conscious and aware.
0: Let's let's um, conjure up some things that people can do. Cause as you're talking, I'm getting ideas and maybe it's flowing back and forth, but you know, when you're saying about that last time about like the, the scroll on, on, on social media, you mm-hmm. and I are both in social media, but mm-hmm. to me, this is, This is an ideal time to go, you know, go through the feed and, and cull things that are not making you feel good. Yeah. We need everything to, that helps. Like we need to be informed. This is my opinion. We need to be informed, but we need to take it in doses and and not allow ourselves to be overwhelmed and to curate what's coming, coming in. And I've been saying that for years and, and, and now it's like, Oh, the pendulum swinging people are uh, some people I know very, very well are saying, Oh, maybe I should start taking my news one, once a day. I was yeah. like, Oh, that's yeah. kind of like what I've been trying to, <laughs> to yeah. bring in. So yeah. there's I, open, yeah. openness.
1: Yeah. And I think the curating, curating um, what you, what you feed on, you know, curating your diet is really important. Like, like I know people who basically just have, you know, the news on all the time and I'm like, that's just poisoning you. (laughs) That's just, that's just, that's just feeding you gloom and doom because that's their job. That's like a, you know, a daily shark attack thing. You know, it's just terrible. Um, um, But you know, yes, curating what you, what, what you, you know, you are what you watch and you are, you become who you hang out with and starting to starting to curate that and bring that, you know, bring that level up. If you're somebody who's constantly sitting at 65 you know, you need to, you know, you know, it might be time to go up to 80 or go up to, you know, uh, assume 100, um, you know, and start if if you're not spending time watching sports. Maybe you're t- spending time watching TED Talks or watching uh, the do lectures talks or, you know, um, um, or or, um, you know, for me watching um, uh, uh, guitar lesson YouTube stuff
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um where you are right now is it how you're are you in texas is that correct yeah Is are you, are you of austin. outside of austin okay and is it how locked down is it and and what uh, you know they, they like
1: yeah they're not they're not pulling anybody off the street um but it's like you know they're they're highly suggesting staying at home and you know not traveling uh you know but there's there's people out there's the constructions going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to the grocery store. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of um, um, gloves and masks. Um, you know, there's a there's a coffee shop that we like and that is they just they've switched over to basically drive through. You know, a lot of the, you know, all the, all the restaurants are shut down. So it's all like you order and you, you know, you drive up and you, you know, you wait and they, they bring it to you. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, and like even our coffee shop pals, you know, there's a level of creativity that they need to, they needed to assume in order to stay in business.
0: And I think a a level of also resourcefulness, even say right now in the kitchen as a very practical example, um, my, um, Tony went to, Costco this morning while I was here and uh, he came back and they're doing business very differently at, at Costco right now like you have very much keeping people on a straight well curvy path but keeping them on a path as well as mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we wanted they aren't there whether by hoard, whether it's hoarding or whether it's it's you know the baking aisle is is depleted. so people are going into their pantries. And may not be able to get, I never thought I'd see it. Like this is, and this is where the, the creativity conversation comes in is that, okay, so you can't get cocoa for your birthday on Sunday, that chocolate cake, you'll probably have to go somewhere else, but I'm not going to make a junket out of it. Cause that's not good for anybody right now. Yeah. And what do we do instead? Uh huh. Get, we get yeah. outside We're, of ourselves.
1: Yeah. And you know, and it, two things, Laura. Yes, that, and also it goes back to the fear thing because um, there's not a scarcity, but people are creating one, which is crazy. It's just kind of crazy. I went to the store the other day, and there was no pasta. How is there? How, how is there no pasta? <laughs> uh, but what was your what was your question, Laura?
0: Yeah. So no, just about implementing more of a point about bringing that that creative spirit into whatever this this. Yeah. Yeah,
1: times. and you know, back to the objective and the subjective. Um, um, like for my coffee shop or for the restaurants around here, um, you know, there's one restaurant that will um, that will deliver. Um, you can't drive up and get it, but they will deliver um, margaritas like that's establishing that's using a level of creativity and establishing themselves as, um, as a leader and as a friend and as somebody, who, you know, they, they understand that, you know, that, that times are tough and they, that's a, there's a level of humor in there. Um, you know, so not only, not only a, a business trying coping and being somewhat creative to survive, but using that subjective part of, of creativity, of humor, of, uh you know whatever. One of the things that I find very funny is like the businesses that are allowed to be open, like no restaurants or no pool halls, uh, which sucks for me, but um uh you know no none of that stuff but liquor stores those are those are allowed to be open which I think is fascinating. The human condition, you know, we you know if you yeah. if you shut liquor stores down people would freak out.
0: Yeah here um here they're government owned and controlled. So um Oh
1: yeah, that's right.
0: So my step, my, my stepson works at a liquor store in British Columbia and they've been closed down, but they're mm-hmm. privately owned here. They're owned by the government, which implies more control, yeah. more easily monitored. So they're, they're open. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's different to see how different geographies, segments of society are responding, but some things certainly seem to be universal.
1: You know, and people said, you know, it it was funny because people said, you know, in the States, we heard that, you know, Italy, Italy completely shut down and they, and they, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's helped the spread. Um, But in the, in, in the States, you kind of can't do that because it's not an American ideal to be, you know, to lose your mobility, right?
0: As the Canadian in the conversation, I'm going to choose to be polite right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You know, I don't care. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Just okay. as we close
0: as we uh we close off I want to just come right back around to something you you just said about the uh the the restaurant that's that's uh delivering margaritas. You you I hope I paraphrase you right. Um you said they're they're being creative, resourceful and innovative and in establishing themselves as leaders. Yes. At the top of this conversation, and I called you a leader. You said you were com- you weren't sure how you were comfortable with that, but I think it's a beautiful example of how creativity and, and innovation and getting outside of yourself drives leadership and drives yes. change.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And you know, part of the problem with the 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 world right now is you know um, creativity on a cultural level comes from the top down, and the world has very few creative leaders right now. Isn't that the truth? The creative, creative leadership is, you know, is, is, you know, I mean, especially in the United States. Oh my God. Um, um, and it's interesting to think that I have some role of leadership and I have some responsibility to an audience. Um, um, I can't think about it. All I can do is all I can do is keep moving and keep doing what I'm doing and try to come out of a place of, um, love and compassion and creativity and, um, um, to be of service.
0: And that's the kind of leader that we all need. And that's the kind of leaders that, that we want to. Mutually encourage and support. Yes.
1: Yeah. The people those are the people we follow. Those are the people that we will, we, we will follow now and we will continue to follow when things go back to normal.
0: From. Yeah. From your lips right all the way. Yeah. 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 James, I knew it was going to, I had a sense that it would be awesome to have you here on the podcast. Um, The timing is just in its own way, a form of perfection. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and it's just, it's just been such a pleasure. Thank you for being generous with your time, your thoughts. And thank,
1: thank you, me. Laura. I appreciate yeah. it. It's been a blast. I, it's been a joy to talk to you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you would like to find James online through his website or Instagram, or get yourself a copy of Feck Perfuction, I've included links in the show notes, as well as links to the free community connection and coaching zoom calls I'm facilitating to support leaders in this challenging time. I hope you and your loved ones are well and that you can find time for creativity and innovation now as we move forward together. If today's episode resonated with you or you know someone who would enjoy and receive value from it, we love it when you share the podcast love around. Until next time, I'm Laura Tucker signing off for Free Your Inner Guru.